0: It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now.
1: As a parent, it's great to try to be soft and gentle and compassionate and give the kids as much autonomy as you can, but sometimes they've just got to do the right thing. Sometimes they've got to do the thing that the family requires them to do.
0: And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad.
1: G'day, this is Dr. Justin Coulson, the founder of happyfamilies.com.au and uh, the parenting expert on Channel 9's Parental Guidance Season 2, coming soon, here with Kylie, my wife, under our six kids, parenting podcast partner.
0: You've got a bit of a bounce in your voice today, a bit of a... Well,
1: Pep? Well, I'm home and I'm really happy about it. So this week I've had pretty much the whole week in New South Wales, been, been in Sydney. Uh, on Monday night I was with the Parramatta Diocese, the Catholic Schools Diocese of Parramatta, talking about teenage girls. Uh, Tuesday night I was at MLC in Burwood. I spent Wednesday night at Ravenswood, a uh, very, very nice school on the north shore of Sydney. Uh, also been having meetings lots of meetings with Channel 9 about the upcoming season of parental guidance. I just feel good and now I'm home. I get to be with my family and why wouldn't I be smiling? I'm with you. So should we dive into it? It's going to be a really interesting one, uh, trying to do uh, I'll do better tomorrow when I haven't been here all week. This is one of the challenges of being a, a traveling dad is it's really hard to reflect on your parenting this week and ha- how can I do better tomorrow? Well, I could have made a longer FaceTime call. I, I should have called while you were all in the car. But but it's, it's uh, a little bit challenging to do this. Nevertheless, a couple of things have happened that have given me pause and uh, and I think are worth sharing in our Friday episode today. But I'm curious, Mrs. Happy Family, should you share yours first or should I share mine? Uh, I'll go. Okay. Ladies before gentlemen or whatever, let's go.
0: So a few weeks ago, we actually talked on the podcast about uh, just recalibrating, you know, getting your routines and structures back in place. And it was really good reminder as we moved into our new home and uh, obviously kind of start to settle down because yeah. it's been really unsettling the last three or four months um, while we've gone through this process. Oh,
1: even the last couple of weeks because we've moved in, but I've been gone for a week. We've only been in for two weeks. Like it's, it's been up and down. It's, it's tricky.
0: But last weekend, we sat down with the kids and we kind of, we did our usual family meeting, which we haven't been doing.
1: For four or five months. We haven't had a, what went well, what didn't, what are we going to work on meeting?
0: Three same questions that we talk about every time. Yep. And it was interesting because the kids said, well, there's not much to talk about. I said, "Um, (laughs) that's when we know that there's actually (laughs) way lots to talk about. And so we sat down and we talked about some things and I kind of just started and just said, what do you love about our new house? Because we've downsized big time.
1: Yeah, we're in a a house that's less than half the size of the home we used to live in.
0: And you know what one of them actually said? They said that they loved that it was only a few steps from their bedroom (laughs) to the lounge room to the kitchen. (laughs) Didn't feel like they had to walk to a whole new house to get to the next place, which was very, very cute. But they're enjoying roller skating down the um, hallway. Putting their
1: grubby hands all over the walls (laughs) and the doors. They're enjoying the bath. They get some workout
0: every night. I
1: still haven't complained about. No, the... you haven't. I've...
0: I did make a comment about the grubby handprints all over my things, but I wasn't mm. upset about it. Just acknowledging.
1: You, you know what else is really interesting about this conversation is that they were. We've put four children in one room folks four kids in the rumpus room cuz the the house is too small we don't have enough bedrooms and so rather than try to squeeze extra kids into tiny bedrooms where where they won't fit cuz the bedrooms really are just single kid bedrooms even with bunks in here you'd be it would be so tight mm. um they're actually it, i mean it's not without its challenges but they're actually getting along really well for the most part 95% of the time
0: well i don't think the challenges that we're experiencing are any worse than they were when we had them in single bedrooms.
1: Yeah. But they're not isolated anymore. Like no. they, they don't say, I'm going to my bedroom and then they're in their room on their own. They go to their bedroom and there's three they're other all- kids there. It's like good. Well, go and I said room. to you
0: that it wouldn't. E- I don't think it would have even mattered if that was just the designated rumpus room. Yep. They wouldn't have congregated there mm. because they had their own space to go to. But because the rumpus room is slash their bedroom. Yeah.
1: So there's a lounge suite in the corner. Like there's a five seater lounge suite, six seater whatever it is. Well, th- they're in a double garage. Yep.
0: That's the size of the rumpus room. <laughs> That's right. So you've got two sets of bunks in there, and then they've got. All of this space. Yeah,
1: big big coffee table, big lounge suite. It's like like the kids retreat and the beds happen to be in the corner.
0: Yeah, and and I I turned to you the other night and I just went, this is just awesome. They were down the other end of the house playing card games together, laughing
1: and… Singing, listening to their music.
0: I should have stopped there.
1: Yeah, yeah, because
0: <laughs> about five minutes later they weren't. But I just there's lots of really good things. Anyway. So is that
1: is that your take home message? Stick that the kids not. in the garage, let them all sleep <laughs> in the one room. You don't need a big house, folks. Get a little house, stick them in the garage, they'll be fine.
0: But as part of that, we kind of looked at our routines and structures, and the kids balked at you know kind of having to get back into mm. those routines. Um, but one of the things that was really has been really important to me has been having my routine in the morning before the kids even get out of bed, getting up and going down to the beach, watching the sunrise, having some you know time to myself, do a bit of meditation. And because we've had so much rain and so much kind of movement in, in our lives, we I haven't been able to do it as, as much as I'd like to. So even though we had a really, really... Big weekend. And I was exhausted come Monday morning. I decided that I was just going to get up and I was going to do it. Yep. We don't live 300 metres from the beach anymore now that we're not on the Airbnb. We're actually about a kilometre away.
1: I know. Life's tough. It's, life's tough.
0: Well, I don't <laughs> want to use the car. That's my point. I don't right. want to use the car. And so originally I was going to use the electric scooter.
1: Considering we used to live like uh, an hour from the beach. we <laughs> Guys, like I, I, don't want to, I don't want to sound like we're bragging or anything, but we just... It's been the best decision to move closer to the coast. We are we're just loving it. So you're going to re- use the electric scooter. I was scooter. going to use the
0: electric scooter to get down there, so I could maximize my time on the beach. And then I thought, you know what? I can actually dovetail this if I walk slash run to the beach and walk slash run home. Then I get a little bit of exercise in, plus my downtime, my you know stillness. But you've got and- less
1: time on the beach because you're walking.
0: That's right. But that's what I did. Yep. So I stuck a podcast on. I. Ran walked to the beach, took me 10 minutes. Right. And I just had the best mornings while I sat, watched the sunrise had some downtime and just recalibrated and came home with more energy than I've had in a long time to just get everybody out the door, get the house done. And it felt great.
1: So so a couple of take home messages here. First off, we need structure and routine and having that family meeting is part of it. But as part of the meeting, you remember that you need to have your structure and routine as well. And you don't have to live near the beach to have that kind of a morning. You work out what you're going to do for exercise or what you're going to do for your your quiet time yourself, get up in the morning, go and have that quiet time yourself and then come back and and it helps you to be a better parent.
0: Yeah, totally. I, I just I feel more grounded and more centered and more um, purposeful.
1: Which you need because I've been away all week. So that's great to hear. Uh, after the break, I'm going to share some really challenging stuff to to talk about as the guy who's written the parenting books and the guy who's all about being gentle and kind and compassionate with your kids because there's been a couple of things that have really stood out to me this past couple of weeks uh, as I've been interacting with our kids. Between 15 and 20% of teens have anxiety. Anxiety is one of the leading causes of mental illness in our children. And as parents, we want to know, where is it coming from? Can we stop it? And how do we help our children just feel better? Start by learning how to recognize anxiety in your child, how to respond, and how to give them hope. And the Anxiety in Your Child webinar can help. It's available at happyfamilies.com.au.
0: It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. Do I have a bounce in my voice?
1: Yeah, you do. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to maintain mine. So I've, I've been really wrestling with something the last few weeks. The last couple of months, everybody knows, they've heard about on the podcast, I've been so far away from you for most of that time. only been home really for the weekends while we've been moving to the coast, but over the last couple of weeks, because I've been around a lot more, I've been more involved in the morning routine, getting the kids out the door and that kind of thing. And I've encountered all of that opposition from the kids. I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want to put my uniform on. I don't want to go to school, all that kind of thing. And just before I left on Monday morning to head to Sydney, I had this experience where uh, you had run around the round the corner store to grab some milk. Uh, we had our eight-year-old, Emily, who was utterly refusing to go to school. It was now 7.45, supposed to be at the door at 7.55, still hadn't eaten breakfast, hadn't put a uniform on, hadn't brushed her hair, had done nothing, no lunchbox or anything like that and saying, I'm not going to go to school. And and I did all the right stuff. You know, the, the stuff that I write about in my books, the emotion coaching and the compassion and the gentleness. I did all the stuff that you're supposed to do. And all she did was tantrum and chuckle wobbly and she was just horrible, like really, really horrible. And so I kind of just picked her up and I said I know you don't want to do this but today's a school day and you, you you're gonna to have to go to school and I basically gently very very and I, I mean you walked in as I was doing it I was being really gentle but I, I really gently pulled her clothes off while she was screaming and fighting and trying not to allow me to take anything off and I put her singlet on and then I put a dress on and I kind of just helped her to get dressed in spite of herself and her opposition. Uh, and then you came and took over from that, uh, and I went and got her breakfast ready, and turns out she was pretty hungry, which was part of the reason she was tantruming. Uh, but it, it was just that experience of whether your kids want to do stuff or not, sometimes they just have to do it, and you don't have to get angry about it. You don't have to stomp your feet and threaten. You don't have to wrestle them and uh, fight them and, uh, I don't know, shake their arms until their clothes come off or you don't, you don't have to do anything violent or physical there doesn't have to be any big emotion I was totally calm the whole time I was even apologetic I, I was saying I'm really sorry kid. I know you don't want to do this can you just lift up your hand I don't want to have to I don't want to pull this over and stretch it or hurt you let's do it gently but can you lift up your arm and she was refusing so bit by bit very gently it took five times longer than it needed to but she had to do it and it was my job to make sure that she did it and and ultimately she did she left for school 15 minutes late but she was ready eventually and she went and i just wanted to emphasize it was the same a couple of days previous we were going somewhere she didn't want to go she was on the floor going oh i can't do it i don't want to do it really really having a big sad and and i lifted her up and she didn't want to be carried so i put her feet on the floor put her back to me, and I just kind of walked while I was holding her under her arms, sort of around her shoulder sort of thing, just gently, no emotion, no aggression, no, none of that sort of stuff, but just, you know what, we're going in the car. We've got to do this. And I, and I want to emphasize, as a parent, it's great to try to be soft and gentle and compassionate and give the kids as much autonomy as you can, but sometimes they've just got to do the right thing. Sometimes they've got to do the thing that the family requires them to do, and that's my, that's my I'll do better tomorrow. Um, do it. Do it gently, do it kindly, but they've just got to do it sometimes.
0: What you don't actually know is that before you had that experience, I'd had exactly the same experience just trying to get her out of bed. Mm, and okay. And I... Left her for a little bit because I know what it's like when you want to get, you know, when you're getting up and it's cold outside and your bed's nice and warm and I gave her snuggles and, you know, we, we talked and then I tried to coax her out and she wouldn't come out. and So it was just one of those mornings. It really was. But it was the same thing. At one point I kind of just said to her, I know you want to be in bed, but it's actually time to get up. I can help you get dressed. Well, um, before I go and get your breakfast, or you can get dressed and I'll go and do go get your breakfast. And she just was refusing to get out of bed. So, at at one point, I literally just kind of again gently, I just picked her up and I said, "It's time to get out of bed." And I put her out. I got her out of bed,
1: put her on the carpet, <laughs> and she ran off screaming. <laughs> when I found her, she'd gone and climbed onto the lounge and hidden herself under a her blanket. <laughs> yeah. Problem with having the lounge in their bedroom now. So, anyway, that's that's the main thing that I wanted to share for the Auto Better tomorrow. Um, before we wrap up, though, two other quick things. First of all. Top Gun, Maverick, got to go see it. Uh, we went and saw it about a week ago. How much fun was that?
0: Well, I don't know if you know this, but we're actually going to see it again tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, well, are we? <laughs> are we really? Why are we doing it tonight as well? What's the deal with that? Oh.
0: oh. Friends are going. They haven't seen it yet, so I'm not missing out on a great night with my friends.
1: Okay, I'm I'm up for it. it. Was I think it was good enough to see twice? Kind of feels like a little bit of a waste of money. You know what I'm like with money. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll go and. Well, you can stay home. Well, I'm what, going with my. We'll, friends. we'll go and hang out with them until they enter the theater, and then we'll. Um, oh, he's no, such a cheapskate. <laughs> now the other thing that I wanted to quickly share was that I took the kids surfing last weekend, and one of the kids snapped one of my surfboards. Yes, they did. Didn't even get cranky about it.
0: And I still haven't got cranky about the fact that you've left it in the front garden.
1: It's a perfect decoration. So people, when they drive in the street, they see the surfboard in the front garden. They, they
0: don't. They they can't see that massive five. That's like almost the size of an A4 <laughs> piece of paper.
1: The surfboard's a landmark. It stands <sighs> out. People know. Oh, that's the house with the surfboard in the garden. It's that's the one. The that's surfboard's the- green. It's a green surfboard.
0: Well, I wonder how many more surfboards we're going to end up in the graveyard (laughs) of the Coulson
1: household. (laughs) We'll have a a front front fence that's nothing but (laughs) snap surfboards. Uh, We really hope that you've got some take-home messages from this in terms of being clear but kind with your kids, in terms of establishing that routine. and. Not getting too cranky, even when things aren't going quite right. The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rowland for Bridge Media with Craig Bruce as our executive producer. All the info you need to make your family happier, you can find it at happyfamilies.com.au. Please join us there and have a great weekend.